Ladies and gentlemen, if you are hearing this right now, this only means that you're listening to your girlfriends, your fathers, your mothers, your grandmothers, your dog's favorite podcast. The name of that podcast is Knowledge, Nonsense, Nonsense and Reasoning. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about how some local businesses in Miami had to close their doors, but like all negative things in life, something positive is bound to happen. With that being said, we are going to be talking about some other restaurants and some other venues that are going to be opening up their doors for the very first time here in South Florida. We're very excited to see them pop up, and and we hope it's just more than just a pop. But talking about pops, we will talking about old man Mike Tyson coming back into the ring. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to be speaking about Nate Robinson going down like Frazier. Like we said, not everything stays up. And definitely, gravity is a thing and things will fall down. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. This is Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. Peace. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Calm down. Did you take steroids? Why, how can I but do why, all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He ate platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. And if you don't know that by now, then my God. What have you been doing? Have you even been listening? What have you even been listening to? Yeah, well, so this is it. This is the podcast. This is the radio show. Thank we're- you. We're happy to have you here. First timers, welcome to you. Out you get sent home a free cookie. Yeah, thank you for um, Slam Radio for noticing our greatness and having us on the show, and giving us a weekly segment to do what we do best, which is talking about a whole bunch of nothing and find something in it. Useless facts sometimes here and there, but um, you know it's all a good time. But Jonathan, you want to start it off today with something that wasn't so useless, right? I wanted, what was that? I wanted to talk about positivity and negativity throughout covid for for the most part covid has been um 
a negative journey for a lot of people. A lot of businesses closed down. Obviously, getting sick isn't a good thing. People are dying, you know. There's a lot of negativity that comes with it. But, you know, I, I could speak for, for myself and, and possibly Raul that when when things become too negative, too bleak, too dark, you have to grasp for the positivity, for the light. You know, that's the Jedi inside of us that that strive to stay sane throughout dark times. Whatever that may be. Yeah. Because sometimes it's there, you know, it might not be something big, but you find something to keep you pushing. And I guess that's what it's all about at the end of the day, you know, because you can't expect people to push you all the time. Sometimes you just got to push yourself. Yeah, man. You can't rely on anybody to, um, to achieve this, the, the, the happiness or the, the self, the feeling of content. Sometimes you got to be your own biggest cheerleader. Sometimes to quote unquote, you have to be your biggest fan or your only fan. Literally. Your only fan. You know what I'm saying? No pun intended. So we're going to start off this episode talking about some, uh, I mean, Raul, you like to go and dine out. I do. I mean, we met I like it, it a lot. We met in the restaurant industry. We did. And we've definitely done a lot of that. Dining out. Whining dining out. Dining. Whining and dining. Whining while dining. Take how, take that however you like. You know, we have been the people dropping off the wine. We have been drinking. We have been the people drinking the wine. But unfortunately... There's a lot less people dropping down the wine at the table these days. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been very hard for the, for the workforce as far as servers, busters, bartenders, you know, restaurants, everybody. Because even at, at least down here at 50 percent, even though some places are definitely not going at 50 percent as stated, but that's neither here nor there. Even at 50 percent, companies can't expect to be making what they are. And then some places are still exceeding goals that were set. You know, even with this. Yeah, I remember. I remember. You know, I didn't get out a lot. Of, I didn't get out of the house a lot, too much in the beginning of uh, COVID for personal reasons. But when I first, when I would go out, I would see that a lot of places would, would be closed, but construction was still a thriving business from what I saw. I mean, I didn't do their numbers, but Jesus, man, my God, we would. I see- mean, well, we both know that the Palmetto will never end. Aside from the palmetto, aside from ending, the palmetto never ending. But whenever we would go to downtown or the Grove, we'd see buildings and construction and workers wearing masks. They were wearing masks before. I guess now it's just you know convenient to wear masks. But you know, going back into the Grove, you know, we saw November saw the openings of additional um, locations for some restaurants, some new restaurants completely. And one of them being Planta Queen. It's an Asian-centric sister of South Beach's Planta. And it opened up in the Grove. Another restaurant that I'm a huge fan of, I'm I'm pretty sure you're a huge fan of, is Taco Craft. I am. I do love me some Taco Craft. So they opened one up in uh in Fort Lauderdale. Really? Yeah, man. Interesting. So so at that point, we're talking about just South Florida in general. And and just trying to find that correlation, man. I would I would love to, I would love to see a chart of how many closing and then how many reopening. Yeah. So I mean, I actually have one for you, right? Oh, absolutely. Please. So as far as opening goes, I'm gonna name you some of these uh, restaurants. I'm gonna I'm gonna name you um, Hachidori Ramen Bar, which okay. opened up this month. Um, I'm also gonna where say is that? It's on two two two, Northeast Second Ave. Can you tell me how many twos that was? That Eight, one? two, two, two. Oh, okay. My favorite number, two, two, two. Northeast Second Ave. So wherever that's at. Um, wherever that's at, guys. Find it. Ko Sushi, Miami. That's in the beach, Miami Beach. Um, Little Hen, 
that's in Little Havana. Plant a Queen, which is opened up in the Grove. Pura Vida, which is an actual, it's it's an additional restaurant that opened up. I want to say the original one is a little down south by Color Ridge. Okay. Um, that one opened in Miami Beach. You have Shady Distillery that opened up in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Ooh, you sounds sketchy. Super, super, super <laughs> shady. Shady. You have Taco Taco Express. It's pretty self said. That one's over there in Miami Beach. Going back to what I mentioned earlier, Taco Craft, Fort Lauderdale. Shout out to them boys. Oxtail Empanadas, ladies and gentlemen. Oxtail Empanadas. Phenomenal stuff. My favorite thing to get there. I've gone to brunch at, um, what's the name of the place right across the street? The Rock- I've gone, I've gone to brunch at Rockburger multiple times and gotten up from my the, the middle of all the the debauchery. The hoopla, yeah. the malarkey. Yeah, to just walk over and go to a server and be like, hey, man, can you just put in an order of Oxtail Empanadas for me to go? Take it, go back to Rockburger because of how good they are. Say that for me in Spanish. Oh, yeah, I said it. Tú me puedes coger una empanada de, de rabo, encendido. rabio encendido. And um, yeah, man, come back. So... I have a I have a uh, a little funny story. I had an ex of mine that would that would order from this um Cuban joint every Friday, I would want to say. And she did not know that rabo encendido had a dirty meaning to it. You know the dirty meaning that I speak of, right? I do. Well, we can't say it on air. So, she loves oxtail and she would get so hyped because of the oxtail that her coworkers would pressure her to to make a big fuss about it. So she, when she would call, she'd be like, oh, yeah. Usually it was a girl picking up the phone. Granted, my ex is a girl. So she'd be like, oh, yeah, mommy. Dame más grande rabo encendido que tú tienes ahí. And wow. these people would eat it up until the day came that she, she told that story. What the? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she went out and she's like, dude, these people kept on laughing at me because I said, Dame más grande rabo encendido. And I want to say one of her family members was like, sweetheart, that, that has a double meaning if you're aware. And then she went on UrbanDictionary.com and realized what other people translate that to. And I found that hilarious. It was the cutest thing. The cutest, the cutest thing. So with that being said, those are the list of restaurants that have opened up. So I wanted to say that I counted over seven. So I want to say eight. Eight okay. was in total that have opened up or is opening up by the end of this year. Um, actually, no, I lied to you. Those were the ones that opened. The ones closing are only two. So m- more positive is weighing out the, the, the bad here. Um, the closings do go to Ember and Kaido. Um, those were from from what reviewers would say, from what critics would say, that it was two of the most innovative restaurants in Ember and Kaido. They were casualties of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, the chef partner being Brad Kilgore, officially deciding to not reopen neither of the design district spot. That chef slash partner was the one that was running both of those restaurants, both of those restaurants being in the design sh- district here in Miami. So sucks. And it's, and, and I hear you, but I don't know how accurate that could be. I don't know, like only two restaurants closing. I feel like maybe those are like popular restaurants. Right. In the sense of, of, it, of like big restaurants, but like now think about like we're, the we're, lower we're level. We're talking about local businesses. Like these are, aren't chain. These aren't corporate yeah, no, restaurants. I, yeah. I'm talking. Yeah. So I might, but I'm talking about like, imagine like the little like is, Chinese joint in the shopping center or something that like nobody knows about. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you know, the ones that were already struggling to stay afloat. I mean, granted, our hats go off to any restaurant that has been yeah, closed man, down like, throughout this pandemic. But we're talking about restaurants that are that are changing the game of culinary. Of, of, yeah, you know, what I'm I saying? hear you. But, but still, what, I just want to give a quick shout out to to like those little small mom and pop places, especially Jasmine's from across the street. If um you've gone 
to FIU? I'm sorry, Raul. Um, they're actually still open. They're they were, still open. Yeah, they're, they're just closed on a Monday. They were just closed on a Monday. Well, it shows you what I know then. Yeah, yeah. They were. I I passed by there today, and I I was I almost cried when I saw the open sign. I actually went and got shrimp shumai. Wow. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah, yeah. They were open. I, sh okay. I should have told you before the show. Oh, my bad, dude. That would have been nice. I didn't think we were going to come down this this path of small, small, extra small <laughs> businesses. But, hey, man, Jasmine's is still open. Shrimp Shumai. Well, that was that then. So some of the coming attractions that I want to name out here that I'm getting off of the Miami News Times. So you guys know. Miami New Times, great, great source of information. Miami Herald is also a great source of information. Make sure to donate a dollar a month to be able to keep that uh, program afloat there. So I'm going to butcher some of these I names. Get, I get my pirated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to butcher some of these names, but I'm going to try my best and then explain to you what the concept of butcher this Butcher all of them, please. So the first one is aficionado. I'm going to break it up into context. <laughs> a fish ayonado. That's literally how it's spelling it. A fish onionado, Jeremy Ford, to open the seafood restaurant. If you don't know who Jeremy Ford is, you should look it up for those that don't know. I could sit here and explain it to you, but I know. So do your own research. Guys, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I have no idea who this guy is. But apparently he's a top dog because I, re I have read from him in, the, in this article. So then we got Angelo Elia Pizza Bar opening at Aventure Park Square. The Baked Bear coming to Wynwood and Sawgrass Mons. You got something there, Ro? No. Oh, okay. Um, the Baked Bear coming to Wynwood and Sawgrass Mons. Biscayne Bay Brewing. It's going to open a location in downtown Miami. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you like me. You like some Biscayne Bay Brewing. <laughs> Specifically. <Some> cerveza. <laughs> Woo. Some raw ones in here. So Biscayne Bay Brewing. That's one of them. Bonchi, which is a Roman-style pizza to open at the Cube Wynwood. Um, and for those don't that don't know the Cube Wynwood, like myself, search it up. Um, this is one of my. The You're more, doing a great job, sweetie. This is the more. This is one of the more interesting ones. Um, it's called Botanical Gin. So it's it, the concept of it is a gin restaurant, where like, like, like gin. Like oh yeah, sipping on gin. Yeah, like yeah, those guys. Yeah. Bam! Snoop Dogg comes through the doors. Get it? Stop playing my song. So Botanical Gin. That's opening up in Cocoa Walk. Granted, that a couple of these restaurants that I mentioned are opening up in the Grove, and I feel like the Grove is is finally coming back to its prominence right yeah. i feel like the last like decade or so dude roughly i was i was talking to one of my friend's mom and she was telling me how she back in the in the 90s her and her buddies would go out and party with um a lot of miami dolphins players wow and i'm like really where would you go where, so if you're gonna party with miami dolphins players right now aside from covid being a thing where do you think you would see them live 11 the w you know you know so yeah listen we said you know at the same time you know, so <laughs> so that's what I thought. And I'm like, no way. How did you afford these places? Well, whatever, whatever. She's like, no, what do you mean? We would meet up at the Grove. We would meet up at the Grove. And I'm like, what? what? Like, yeah, the 90s was Where, like senior frogs. Yeah, dude, I'm talking about like, like Dan Marino. I mean, there was a couple of places that aren't open anymore that I I can't remember the name for the death of me. But there was a bunch of different. And I remember when Why we were. Why to put Dan Marino out there, huh? Dan Marino would be out there, bro. A bunch of Dolphins players would be out there. Him being another one. Bro, you see Dan Marino at a club? I do a backflip. Come on. So she would she was telling me about all these cool spots that she would come across. All these famous NFL football players, specifically the Miami Dolphins. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Late 80s, early 90s. So now, now the Grove in the last like 10 years has has really taken a toll 10 years of like man just like not the crowd that you want to be out having a good time with and it sucks to say but it's the truth you know 
You know? And it's crazy. And it's crazy when you like you see areas that were so prominent, so nice, just fall into you know disarray because due to negligence. I feel how else does that happen? How else do neighborhoods fall down like that? If not negligence, why else would those businesses not be there anymore and leave? Yeah, you know because because people don't want to be in that area. So 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 it's always nice to hear when when an area such as the Grove that you know we're we're born and raised here in Miami. We all of our lives, you know, about the Grove, the Grove, the Grove. I, I recently started going there to Monty's. You know, the oysters are great, great happy hour. You know, I have boats all around me. Sponsors, somebody, anybody. But who doesn't like having boats around you when you're eating? This is true. This is very true. It's very nice scenery. I, I had recently, I told you about it. I spent a whole day out there. You sure did. Like a true fun guy. I truly spent a whole day out there. You sure did. You found and, some stuff. And I, uh, and I saw what was to come and i came across a couple different places and i'm very excited to see what the grove is gonna have to offer specifically coco walk that completely got renovated and it's looking nice dude. yeah fat tuesdays is gone fat tuesdays is gone yeah look at that i mean i like fat tuesdays you'll give me fat seven days a week now, i'd huh? rather go to the key west for fat tuesdays you've been to that fat tuesdays i like that fat tuesdays and you know what even at bayside i like their fat yeah, tuesdays the i hope that those guys get like re like yeah because that's a nice little strip you right? know i it, love baseball. come on and you're right next to the triple a what are we doing yeah man bubble come gum on. bubble gum bubble gum gum so come on like come on like you have bubble gum you got hooters yeah what else you, like we know, we know how much you like hooters i the restaurant i prefer bubble gum personally really absolutely so we're gonna let's move on to brasa masa opening in downtown miami <laughs> Say that for me one more time. Brassa massa. Will you? Brassa massa. Brassa massa. Brassa massa. <laughs> what a fun word. Brassa massa. Somebody change the record. Brassa. Okay. So now uh, this one really caught my attention. It reminded me of, of you. It's uh, called Bunny Cakes. It's opening in downtown Durham. What? The name of the place is called Bunny Cakes. What What? What do they sell? <laughs> Let your imagination take flight. Can I say it? Can I say what's going on in my imagination? Yeah. Okay. So I think it's one out of three things. Cakes in the shape of bunnies. Cupcakes with bunnies, like little bunnies. Or say it. <laughs> cakes made out of bunnies. This is FEMA. Open up. Do you mean PETA? PETA. This is PETA. Open up. Sorry. And I'm not talking about the guy that got with Katniss. You know who I'm talking about. Guys. PETA. So just, you know, there's... And bro, I, I, I could keep on going. There's literally... The 25 more uh, attractions slash places open up. So, ladies and gentlemen, it this is we got we got things in the works. COVID 19 is not going to stop these entrepreneurs. That's what I'm talking about. Marlins Park is going to get a beer garden, apparently. A beer garden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Whatever. I'm down with it. Luca Ostoria. No, I mean, dude, this. But let's go back to our crowd favorite, Bad Bacoa, ladies and gentlemen. Bad Bacoa from the owners. That brought to you Finca Table and Tap. That was brought to you by your your grandparents' favorite, your dad's favorite, and trust me, in about ten years, it will be your favorite, Isla Canaria. And also a little shout out to Amelia's nineteen thirty one. Such a great idea for all these. You got you want to go out celebrate a birthday? You go to Finca. You want to go on a small intimate date? You go to Amelia's. You want to take your family out? You go to Islas Canarias. Down. God, bro, Hiking. all within a one mile radius. Look at that, and, and and you wouldn't know. I I didn't know. I didn't know until you told me that Finca and Daniela Canaria are family. Boy, I thought those guys wouldn't even know each other. 
Yeah, man. So the, no, they're off on the same tree. The co-owner of Finca Table and Tap at Amelia's 1931 is opening up a new concept at the Doral Yard. So Barbacoa is taking a little bit of what um of what Finca's doing, and it's featuring Latin-inspired Barbacoa style meats. For those that don't know, Barbacoa means you know closer to barbecue, and it's close. It's Korean barbecue at that, and it's gonna also feature artisanal pizzas. I'm a huge fan of the pizzas that. Or a finca, whether it's the croqueta pizza, the vaca frita pizza, they're super, bro, super fire. That croqueta pizza is no it's joke. It's so good, it's bro. It's so good. With I the agree. garlic cilantro, no, great stuff. Those guys are killing it. I was very lucky and fortunate to, my first restaurant job was at Finca. 18-year-old dude, getting hired as a food runner, uh, busser. Had no experience what I was doing. Um, good friend of ours, um, Elaine. Shout out to baby girl, Elaine Andrade, was the one that took a chance on me. And I mean, you could say ruined my life, made my life a thousand times better, but I got sucked into the restaurant industry and I've been doing it since. And it's, it's been a journey to say the least, you know? So I'm very excited to see um, what they have to offer, let alone that the Doral Yard is, is an up and coming area in downtown Doral that features a bunch of live music. And there's nothing more than, than what me and my friend Raul here like. Which is some live music, man. Some tunes, dude. I I definitely miss some tunes. Some tunes, some nice drinks, some nice good quality foods. And, you know, I, I, I truly cannot wait for it. It's supposed to be a super interactive space where you can bring the family, your friends, dates, loved ones, ex-loved ones. Good luck with that, though. Because uh, that might not turn out great. I mean, it might turn out great that day. Just not down the road. So, and man, we're talking about, I mean, they're talking about bringing in grilled octopus with, with batata bravas. You know what that is? No. Neither do I, but it yeah. sounds great. Charscallions. Hey, man, you know that I like eating things that I don't know how to pronounce. Batatas bravas. I oh, cannot dude. wait. That sounds great. Batatas bravas. Yeah, dude. I'll I can't, say it. I can't say it. I definitely want to eat it. Yeah, man. Charscallions, yeah. churrascos adado no, with papa fritas. Like, come no, on. I'm super down for the uh, grilled octopus. I love grilled octopus. No, man. Why what I like? slow churned rotisserie octopus have you ever had that it's incredible i had it at the i don't remember where one of the hilton's on the keys the other the the waldorf astoria hilton yeah the keys it was incredible oh yeah oh yeah absolutely dude that that's when me and malcolm went jet skiing anyways that's neither here nor there shout out to malcolm one time shout out to malcolm one time we love you we sure do we need to go jet skiing again soon Yes, sir. Yes, he's sir. not gonna know that um, we said this though. That's no, okay. He doesn't listen to the show, but he's a, he is a supporter. He is a supporter. And that's how we could ask for. It. Absolutely. So, moving on from uh from babacoas and and up and coming restaurants. Let's talk about you know things that come and go. Well, let's talk about things that came back. Mike Tyson, huh? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, man. Wow. Well, first off, you know that I'm a big fan of his. That I've been following this guy, bro. This guy a year ago was on Joe Rogan talking about how I can't work out. Why? Because if I work out, I can't even go for a jog. If I go for a jog, I'm gonna want to go work out. The man and, was fat, I, and then the ego's gonna come back. Man, this guy, this guy looked like he, this guy looked like the guy who ate Mike Tyson. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, he did it. He went for that jog. He he took that first step. And then what did it lead to him coming back on Joe Rogan a year later talking? I wake up at four in the morning because my enemies are still asleep. Uh, what the Joe, hell? Joe, Joe, 
Joe, Joe, that that's not something I want to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this guy was on edge. On was ready edge. to go. Joe Rogan was like, "Hey, man, you gotta chill. You gotta chill." And then we saw what happened this weekend. First, they, "Hey, man, Joe, Roy Jones Jr." fought to the draw, quote unquote. Nah, bro. The only thing I'm you drawing, saw that, you saw it. You the saw only that. thing I'm drawing are conclusions, dude. That was, that was. Look, Roy Jones Jr. did a great job in one thing: not getting knocked out. You know what I'm saying? And and hey, I get it. You want to give him the benefit of the doubt. This guy was competing three years ago. Mike Tyson hasn't competed in about a decade and a half. But guess what, bro? That didn't matter. That, boy. that did not matter. Boy, he had this, okay? He, he told, had this. He had this, okay? He was a winner, man. Come on. You, you, come on. You, you, you had a soup dog going going in with the commentary which is which is supposed to be little wayne by the way yeah yeah what's up with that guy that doesn't miss meetings with trump but he misses to to commentate on mike tyson's fight i don't know i don't know what's up with that guy i think he's been compromised that guy's super compromised super hot about what happened to him though right what happened to him now he landed uh one of his private jets here in miami and and i I don't know if it was the fbi or some form of of um government personnel sure came in and raided his uh pl- uh his plane and they found a bunch of undocumented and uh, where was that here yeah miami of course it was. Um, Look at that. they found a bunch of weapons that weren't registered under his name let alone that he's a convicted felon so in the state of florida he cannot have a gun so he's he's facing 10 years what's up do you think it happens i think it happens man trump's gonna pardon him <laughs> I don't know. After he pardons himself. After he pardons himself, right? Uh, I, no, well, you actually. Know, you know who really needs to get pardoned, though? Who? Nate Robinson. Uh, hey, hey, he is pardoned, all right? He did a great job, right? Hey, I don't see anybody else stepping up and doing that. What's up? Now now um, everybody's a tough guy now. Evan Turner and this guy and that guy. Wonder who I want to see in there? Ron Artest, aka Metal World Peace, Bro. or James Johnson. Big, we are we are big fans of James Johnson here. The two black belts, undefeated career. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. What are we doing? Yeah. Four and zero in MMA, I believe. At me, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or if not, hey, you're a big football fan. Greg Hardy, professional UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. Form, yeah. For, former for, Dallas Cowboy. Former, you know, former Dallas Cowboy. Jonathan and America's team. Just like Rudy Giuliani is America's mayor, but whatever. I'm giving up on the Cowboys this season, bro. And, and and we all give up on Rudy Giuliani, right? That so, guy. That guy. America's mayor, right? So do you think that the 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 Mike Tyson fight? I don't want to use the word rigged here, but do you think that it was given that draw on purpose because it wasn't a knockout or because they wanted another fight? To... So you mean why did boxing do what boxing does? Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't want to say, it, but I'm I'll sorry. Say it. Boxing is the most rigged sport in history i mean yeah i don't know do you think it's because okay so i might be completely wrong here but i do know that boxing has to be one of the oldest sports out there um yeah yeah i, I don't think you're completely wrong i, I don't think, think i'm completely wrong that's pretty, i think that's you're right that's okay at least we could track the history going to at least what 800 years ago maybe a thousand years ago boxing was the thing right but Okay, anyway, I'm just saying, due to the longevity of it and all the forms that's kept going in, it's never really died. It's never really stopped. 
Therefore, how could the how could those seeds not be in place? Just like with any government or just or like with any company or like any royalty. You know what I'm saying? There's a monarchy to things. There's there's a there's levels. So how could the same thing not be going on in boxing? Come on. I don't think I don't I don't think either guy included wanted 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 that draw or to end or for it to end that way. But you know what? There's another opportunity for a paycheck, so why would they complain? Because they're like 40 years old in the box. 40? Bro, these guys are pushing 60 almost. That's crazy. Mike Tyson didn't look like he really skipped a beat. That guy's 55, bro. 55, 56, I want to say. You could hear that was landing, those punches getting landed, dog. Yeah, man. That was crazy. I mean. No, hey, hey, man, that guy's a killer, bro. That guy, and imagine, he never stopped even uh, partaking in extracurricular activities. Right. Like. Like he like he runs a weed business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he runs a giant corporation. That's crazy. And he was still able to pull it off. I mean, I don't know. I wanted him to win. I think he should have won, but you know what? He is gonna win. Another another giant paycheck, dude. You think they're gonna fight again? Absolutely. You know how much they got for that? They each got paid a million dollars, taking home, not counting what was given to the charities. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So whatever number you heard, which is a lot higher. That all went to charity. Each, each one took home a mill. And then the other card that who would have thunk any of this would have gone down. Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul. Come on. This guy, Mr. YouTube, got kicked off Disney Channel on the same card as Mike Tyson. Isn't that the most 2020 thing you've ever heard? No, that's definitely the most 2020 thing I've ever heard. Come on. Uh, against Nate Robinson, former slam dunk champion, NBA player. I know. He does not look like a former slam dunk champion. At all. At all. <laughs> At oh, all, dude. but you know what? He is a man who's always trying to reach new heights. But unfortunately, these heights were a little bit too tall for him. But as um, you all probably know, if you don't know, spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> um, he got knocked out early in the second round by Jake Paul. Yeah, he actually, and he fell down in the first round. And he, yeah, well, yeah, he got knocked. He got knocked down. But there he got knocked, knocked out. out. You got knocked up out. As the memes. As it means, I'm sure you've all been seeing my favorite, my my favorite the one, the Toy Story one, the, the Toy Story one, uh, has been my has been my favorite one so far, where when um Andy walks in the room, all the toys fall. Yeah, and his his his, I mean, kudos I, to him to stepping in the hey ring. Hey man, at he all. stepped up. All his NBA brothers uh, have all lauded him for it, except for I think Nick Young. Swaggy P's been making a lot of jokes, but come on, that guy's a joke here. Yeah, come on. You know dude. what I'm saying? Go ask a D, go ask D'Angelo Russell about about your jokes, dude. Go ask. Come on, dude. That that guy got dropped by by a uh, Missy Azalea. Who said said seventy five percent of people listening? Exactly. That's, That's who you Azalea. are, Iggy Azalea. That's where you're at, Nick Young. So, what 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 would you watch another Mike Tyson fight? Absolutely. Would you pay for it? Never. All right, cool. So shout out to that. Just, just, just like my Miami Herald news. Oh yeah, how do you? They're gonna come down and shut the. They're gonna shut all of this down right now, guys. They're gonna shut all of this down, ladies and gentlemen. This is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. I'm gonna leave you with a joke before we take an instrumental break. Um, Raul, Jonathan, why don't ants get COVID? Because <laughs> they because they social distance. It's not because they're six feet or apart. It's because they have antibodies. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 
instrumental break. Rel, take it all away. Chicka chicka wah, chicka 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 who? Chicka chicka pa pa pa. Chicka chicka Android. Chicka what? And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you like the tunes that we were bringing to you live from our mouths. All the beeps and the bops and the boops and the whoops and the floops. Yes, sir. And once again, this is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Thank you for joining us week after week. If this is your first time here, well, happy to have you. As Ahsoka Tano said, first times, you know. What was it that she said? I forgot. I, 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 I forgot. It was super. Out of oh, uh, first experiences. They good or bad, they're they they always, be, they're always memorable. Yeah, super random, what by the, the way. Hell are you oh, wait, hold on. About? Spoiler alert. Oh, Sokotano comes out in The Mandalorian. Whoa, sorry, guys. Spoiler alert. You said it after I said Ahsoka Tano. Come on. Yeah, dude. but you didn't say where she like where this happened. All right, we're talking about this. We're gonna go straight into the Mandalorian part two of this episode. All right, this is how I truly feel about it. I think that every episode has been a repeat of every episode as far as yeah the, adventure, the adventure of the week adventure yeah. dude it's the planet need dude, some help these are the just only way you achieve what you need to come here for is by helping me kick some butt over here i mean you I know love what love it i mean that sounds like the most realistic expectation of that that sounds like the most realistic thing to come out of star wars you need something well what do you what could you do for me that price is high hey man but you know he's been getting it done and you know what I enjoy these 30-minute cowboy films. I feel like I'm watching... That's literally what it is. It's just Clint Eastwood dressed... <laughs> that's, that's not Pedro Pascal. That's Clint Eastwood. Dude, literally. Um, I mean, I'm enjoying every second of it. And especially, why don't you drop some of those fun facts that you were talking to me about on, on behalf of this last episode, bringing well, in Ahsoka Tano. Well, By the way, so, spoiler alert. So... <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, Dave Filoni is... Uh, Baloney, Filoni. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not to be confused with Dave Baloney, the heir to the Baloney Empire. Which one? All of it. That's not what we're talking about. So Dave Filoni, he was a showrunner for the Clone Wars, creator of Star Wars Re Rebels, Rebels, right? Rebels. Right. <laughs> and basically, he helped create the character of Ahsoka Tano and Shaker and Shaper into the character that she is now, Shake and Shape into the character that she is now yeah no that's literally that's what it is so he had the pleasure of writing and directing this episode where where she was on the mandalorian the first time in live action with rosario dawson who has been trying to play this character since the clone wars came out back in 2008 yeah man um i personally think that from where ahsoka was left off in clone wars oh spoiler alert she comes back in clone wars by the way the last season. Oh my God, bro! You're, we're just dropping, dropping hot heat, heat content, content, content. So give us that fan mail. At least we'll get mail. So <laughs> she, um, the way that she left off in in the last season of Clone Wars is very, very, very adequate to how they bring her in in the Mandalorian. I think that the transition from from literally what she looked like. Her feelings, her view on yeah, the Jedi but, and everything that has happened. Yeah, but you're missing a gap there as well. And the Rebels. And Rebels. And the Rebels. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Especially with what takes place in Rebels. Come on. She she didn't believe that Anakin turned. Yeah. She, until she faced him herself. The, I agree with you. I, I completely forgot to mention out the Rebels, but the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars literally is what set that woman on a mission. 
It sure is. It's literally it sure... what set her I on mean, a mission. It's what and started. In the Rebels, they did a, also a great job of of bringing her in and just throwing her and and doing everything that she had to do. I mean, that face off with that. I mean, uh, they threw but... her. I mean, come on, yeah, they they threw off buildings. They threw her out of the Jedi Council without proper without proper evidence. And and then she left. They were like, "Oh, Ahsoka, come back." She was like, "No, I'm gonna leave." Do you think Anakin turns the way he did if he would have left with her? Absolutely not. No, of course not. Absolutely not. Of course not. Absolutely not. Yeah, man. But instead, you know, we got Tannikin. That's what it got teenage Anakin. Because he's all angsty. And then growing up, Anakin is basically just Tannikin, but growing up. And man, I think I think leaving the Jedi console would have been the best thing for him. Would have been the healthiest thing for him. He needed uh, to leave. I feel like he had more re- No, he didn't. I don't think yeah. You think he had more reason to leave? Absolutely. Over Ahsoka? They didn't even want him there. They framed her though. And Maybe not. All Jedi's turn, at least the Jedi, all the council turned their back on her, even Obi-Wan. But but except for Anakin. But and Anakin knows how that feels. So yeah, I think Anakin should have left. He should have. I think he should have left. Yo. How often? Or you know what? Give me on a scale of one through a hundred. Uh-huh. Of the feeling that that rises in your gut when you're watching episode three and you're watching everything play out on a scale of one through a hundred, how badly do you want to make everything okay and just jump into the trilogy and tell them what really goes up, knowing that it will make all the other movies not a thing? Leave no, it right there. No number reaches that. It's a tragedy. I've cried. Bro, I cry every time. I've cried every single time. And, and you man, were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You destroyed this young adult's character. You, you destroyed any opportunity this guy had at real life. This guy was way too fragile. This wasn't your guy. No, I and I agree with you, bro. Anakin, I, bro, there was too much baggage there. Oh, hey, Anakin, who's your dad? We don't know. And I and I You're, and I love. Come on, I love Natalie Portman. Come on. And as much as I want to end this life with Natalie Portman, as much as we all think that she's an angel, we get it. I get. We get it. Anakin, what are you doing? She's a fine woman. Come on, that's a senator. Come on, that's a queen, sir. And you are a little sand boy slave. Yeah, man. It was tragic. Straight up. Your mom, leave her behind. Sorry, kid. It's it's oh what? The guy who's gonna put you on? Oh, he got sliced in half. So what was so you- here? <laughs> take his little brother. Take his mini me, I guess. I thought I'd find a, a Jedi master here. What I thought that I'd find a full Sith. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is knowledge nonsense and reasoning with a little extra nonsense today. Over here at uh oh, something divine. Well, oh, little little other fun tidbit. Tell me a tidbit. You have me at George Lucas was there for when they filmed this last episode of the Mandalorian. Of the Mandalorian. So what would you grade this this uh, like on a grading scale, A plus to F? Oh, A plus, man. A plus I, so far? I I think it was I think it was incredible. What? You bring so, a back or no? Yeah, but not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But. You find a reasonable plot thread, okay? Yeah, because she, she already said it. It's not me, bro. Not the one you're looking for. It's true. So, what's up? We but you know we made some rebels characters in. Absolutely, that guy gets captured. I believe it's Ezra. Ezra. Yeah. So here, so oh man. So so here's what I'm thinking. Wow, this guy just. So here's what I'm thinking. We get Ezra 
in it. He's the one who answers the call when they reach the Jedi temple, right? But he gets captured. Because remember, it's already proven that the Empire, even though they quote-unquote lost, they haven't really, they really haven't. And we already know that Palpatine is working on some stuff behind the scenes. So what are we doing? We just have one little splinter cell faction as we see that splinter cell factions are a thing as well, even amongst the good guys within the Mandalorians. That's been shown already that there are factions. So why can't there be factions within the Empire? And one of those factions captures Ezra. And that's how Ahsoka has to come back to help the Mandalorian free Ezra to train Baby Yoda or Gragu. (laughs) Grogu. Whatever. I don't remember his name. I don't care. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. And that's how she comes back. Yeah. No, I mean. And then she dies. What's what's your favorite um, storyline in Star Wars? Ever? Singular character. Han Solo. Han Solo? Han Solo. You have this guy, this ordinary guy, who's just trying to be selfish, even though he has a heart of gold, thrown into this magical world of laser swords and wizardry and this and that and oh my dad's a bad guy oh wait i kissed my sister it's all a mess and then he married and then it's all a mess this guy was just trying to make a buck chill out at the cantina not get frozen in carbonite not lose his ship and what happens all of those things happen yeah <laughs> uh, all of it all of it I'm up there. I, that's that's Han Solo. For I don't sure. think I could give you a different, a definitive answer. But Luke Skywalker is a little too corny for me. Luke Skywalker is way too corny. Luke Skywalker. If they would have done a Luke, if they would have done that trilogy now, like maybe a, a rated R version of it, not even now, just like you know, just a little bit more hardcore version. But I don't know, man. I think they just think the Jedi too soft. I don't know. I don't think soft is the I word. Mean, that's me saying it because yeah. I want to see these guys cursing at each other and. Ah, I mean, meet me at the pub for a drink. You know, what I'm I saying? I would say outdated. Yeah, sir. Come on, like even like monks these days are I'm sure are more modernized. Not even with the drinking, but like with the dialect. Even the dialect. Honestly, I just think that the dialect was very shoddy. It was very shoddy. Shoddy. Yes, it was very plain dialect. There was nothing en- emphatic about it. I think emphatic. And just regular, like, imagine Quentin, Tar- okay, a watered-down Quentin Tarantino Star Wars script. Would, would be better. Would still be better. Would still be better. Well, May- imagine if Aaron Sorkin, he wrote um, The Social Network, West Wing, Others, <laughs> Jobs with Michael Fassbender. Does that, that like this very yeah, 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 yeah quick? Yeah. I would imagine a Star Wars movie like that. I just think that the Jedi were casualties of George Lucas's lack in writing interesting dialect in regular mundane conversations. I think he writes great epic dialect. Like, come on. Is it? Let me ask you a question. Really yeah. fast before. Is it dialect or dialogue? Dialogue, dialect is a, is the tone of the conversation. Got it. Dialogue are the dialogue is the actual words. That's oh. where the dialect. I just want to make sure yeah. that. We all know what we're talking yeah. about. I had no idea. Oh no, I'm here. To throw, uh, no, see, because like I feel like the tone of the conversations he has are horrible. I feel like I feel like he's not good at like making things informal, which is like everything has too uh, much of a formal dialect for me. Got it. 
Come Thank on. You. We all hang out constantly. We're all in the same room constantly. We don't always talk to each other. Oh, uh, yes. Master Yoda, did you see the latest, you know, benefits? Be bop boop. That's true. Even the, the, the most human person sounding in the room is, is a robot. That's ridiculous. You got a point there, brother. But I'm still looking very forward to this Friday and what these guys got to show. With that said, there's probably only three episodes left. Yeah. There, there's only eight episodes last season. No reason to believe that. They don't have they to go, this season. Yeah, they'd go above the Call of Duty. Yeah. Well, let's see what they got left. But, so, but, but, now if, but now, if you do want your fix for rated R superheroism, the boys on Amazon Prime. You should definitely check that out. What is that? So the boys are a comic book series. Oh, the boys. The boys. I thought it was a whole. (laughs) I'm like, the boys on Amazon Prime. This is on Disney Plus too. What's going on? What's going on here? There's a whole thing about Amazon Prime where Jeff Bezos, you're allowing this to happen? Got it. I've heard great things about that. I've heard very great things about that. That that is definitely your rated R. Can I get your your Amazon Prime info? Sure. Just like I have your Miami Herald info. Perfect. So let's move on to another strange conversation here. The monolith. monolith. Now, do you think it's different monoliths or do you think it's the same monolith? Well, Di- I was reading one article where it was saying that a group of teenagers were doing an art installation. Yeah. But what's up in Romania, too? Just to give you guys some feedback. Well, the first one was found in what? Utah, was it? Utah. So, so, month, now, so now one was found in Romania. It's pretty, that's quite a distance to travel. I mean, you definitely can't drive the there. X-File themes. You definitely can't drive there. So, yeah. What do you think, man? What do you think? Yeah. Is this is this a season finale to 2020 we've all been waiting for? Aliens pull up at 2020. On 20, yeah. On 20, 12, 2020, 20. <laughs> I think the monolith looks like a like something that was ripped off of the set of 2001: Space Odyssey. It really no. That's exactly what it is. Oh yeah. It's a reference to that. There's a monolith when when um when the whole universe resets back to the Stone Age, and it's just the monkeys. There's a monolith right there that shows a space time continuum. Wow. Yeah. What do you think it is, bro? I mean, dude, it's like ten to twelve feet tall, bro. I think it's somebody messing with us. I think it's too good to be true that it's aliens. Too good to be true, huh? I'm super about it. Oh, what? At this point, I. At this point, it's about time. We need to be humbled as a society and then we'll be and then we'll work together. Shout out, shout out to Watchmen. Straight up. That's a great quote. That's a quote from Watchmen. I'm paraphrasing, but that but that's how it ended. The whole world was on the verge of World War Three, and then one of the heroes tricked everybody into thinking that the world was being attacked. Well, hero, I guess, is being used very loosely. Spoiler alert. So, I mean, 40 years too late, bro. So, (laughs) but anyways, so he creates a giant octopus to to attack the world. Kills like a billion people or something like that. Give or take. Give or take. And yeah, the world has never worked together closer ever since. Well... Well, I guess we're going to find out. We've hit December. We're, it's technically the first of the month, second of the month. So let's see what's going on with it. As we move on to the last part of the show, usually we start off with sports. But this week we figured that the Miami Dolphins did not get to, need to get speak, spoken about because they played the Jets. Those guys suck. 
So I, I didn't want to hype it up. I mean, I don't even want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to talk about it. It doesn't count, dude. They're on eleven. The Jets suck. Sam Darnold came back and played. Sure. Cool. Yeah, that's great. But I'll still give you the facts. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in for two. Uh, hurt his thumb and his ego apparently. Threw for. Um, 257 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, 24 on 39 passing. Ryan Fitzmagic back at it again. Looking very good, but once again, don't get hyped. It's the Jets. We still struggle at the running back position for we did not have a single player that ran the ball, including three running or two running backs. DeAndre Washington, 13 for 49. Matt Breda, 8 for 36. Neither could get 50 yards. Ryan Fitzpatrick also had a couple uh, rushes, three to be exact for 10 yards. We can't run the ball. We don't have a legit running back. Our offensive line needs to get better at they, their pass protection is decent. We don't we, the our quarterback doesn't get sacked that often. Well I can't say that because last week our boy Tua got sacked six times before he got yanked out of the game. But I don't blame that all on the offensive line. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't go down because this man's a gunslinger. He reacts, he throws. He does not overthink. Sometimes that causes his interceptions. For for the most part, defenses But nobody said this guy's a star either. We're of not talking course. about Peyton Manning over here. Of course. So for, for what's expected of him, I think he goes above and beyond expectations. No, of course. Of course. And he's still learning. Sam Darnold, on the other hand, had a pretty interesting night. 16 on uh, 197 yards. 16 from 27. And two interceptions. Frank Gore led the way back there. Shout out to him. Big fan of his. Shout out. Sh- shout out to the most two important guys from the from the 2013 Super Bowl playing for the Jets. Coral Gables high, baby. Um. That's the only highlight that I'm going to touch on because I hate everybody else on the Jets. And then, yeah, okay. man. So the Dolphins, they're 7-4. They're in the wild card. Tied for the wild card, to be in fact. We play the Bengals next week. Tua is set to start. Not 100% sure about that. The Bengals are the Bengals. Joe Burrow's out for the season. Turn MCL, turn ACL. You would think it's a guaranteed win. But we lost to the Broncos a week before, 13-20. So, ha. Huh. Let's just cross our fingers. Everybody's zimmer down. I think we need to win this game. I think so, too. Because the following week, we play the Chiefs in Miami, though. Yeah, we got to win this game. Those guys are pretty good. They're okay from what I've heard. Tyreek Hill. You know, uh, some what's that guy? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I heard that guy's okay. I heard he might have won something last year. Or, just kicked up. Well, not kicked Tom Brady's butt. 27-24 was the final score of his game. He, but he, slayed, he slayed Tom Brady's to, career almost. Let me tell you his facts, Come his on. Uh, stats. Come on. This guy's about to win his second MVP. 49 attempts, 37 completions. 462 passing yards. In a game? Yeah. Like this week? Against the Buccaneers. 462. I guess, oh, man. I guess the Buccaneers. Three touchdowns. <sighs> Tom Brady must hate that guy. Tyreek Hill, you ready for this one? Ready. 13 receptions. 269 yards receiving. Three touchdowns. Got it. Played against him in fantasy. Didn't matter. That man, that team is just something else, bro. That man, they could, they could, they could put together a dynasty. And you know how hard that is to say in football? What do you say that Andy Reid is a coach everybody thought Bruce Arians was? Yeah. I think he was the first perfect uh, plug-in because something that I admire about Andy Reid, which is something this I, I rarely say this, but I also admire it about Bill Belichick, is that he doesn't need to have the best defensive coach. He doesn't need to have the best defensive personnel, but he makes it happen. 
Their guys, yes. their their defensive mind is great, and his, their offensive mind is great as well. But credit where credit is is due, Patrick Mahomes makes it happen, dude. Over week in and week out, these guys it's, only lost one game. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. And the dude eats macaroni and cheese with ketchup. I'm about to go eat some when I get home. Just to see if that gives What's you the power. What's going on here? Literally, what is going on here? Come on, man. Like, I, I think I think the only guy that could come close to, like, being as important to his team as he is right now is Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. Absolutely. Come on. And Russell, even, Wilson's, Russell Wilson is doing some amazing things, but that guy is. If Patrick, if, if Patrick Mahomes was not having the year that he was having, we, we, we would be talking about Russell Wilson this way. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, you had asked me about the MVP race, and I find it so hard because there's so many good players right now. I mean, dude, I see it firsthand with Derrick Henry, my first-round uh, fantasy football draft pick. This guy's going off. 174 yards, three touchdowns. Ah, What are we doing? My God, dude. My gosh. So many good players. Even uh, this dude from L.A. Uh, Sam, no, what is it? Yeah, Sam Darnold. The defensive, uh, he's a defensive lineman. Bro, this guy's averaging... More than a soccer game, bro. This guy is just such a disruptive force for the Rams. But I'm sorry. Shout out to Joshua Jackson one time. You guys lost to the San Francisco 49ers, bro. What the? What the heck? What the heck? Well, enough about football. This show's coming to an end. So we figured we ended on a nice bright note. And that bright note, that nice note is A minor. Just kidding, guys. 65 years ago today, Rosa Parks stood up for civil rights by sitting down. So look at that. Shout out, big shout out to Rosa Parks. And then let's talk about somewhere in heaven. And now let's fast forward 65 years and talk about someone else who's standing up for their rights today. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, absolutely. Dave Chappelle. As as we all know, Dave, Dave Chappelle has a beautiful relationship with Netflix right now. It's going well. They pay him 50 mil. Uh a comedy special. Why why 50 mil? What a number. Why does that matter? Because 50 mil is exactly how much Comedy Central offered Dave Chappelle to do a fourth season of the the Dave Chappelle show. Wow. Are you serious? As a heart attack. So here's so that so now here's what happened. That's great. But guess what? They were making a billion off licensing and everything because guess what? They own the the name the Dave Chappelle show. Right. Now, why am I throwing all these facts at you? Because as as a lot of people noticed, as it was the number one show streaming on Netflix and Hulu for a few days, the Dave Chappelle show was streaming on streaming services. So you would think, oh, Dave Chappelle's getting paid out. No, he does not. He, he does not get a penny of that. So he spoke with the overlords at Netflix. Well, at this point, I think Dave Chappelle's the overlord, not them. And told him that it makes him sad seeing that show streaming, knowing he doesn't make money, quote unquote. Yeah. These are from the man's words. And they didn't want to see him sad anymore. So they took it off. The power of Dave Chappelle, huh? Yeah. And I also think it's like. Now, let's see if Hulu follows suit as a class actor or not. They have, they have Dave Chappelle on that show. They they have the show, but they don't but they don't owe him anything. Come on, you're Netflix. You're not trying to sour that relationship. Yeah. So so, but let's see if let's see what they do. But it's so crazy, huh? That that someone so powerful, so famous, so so someone. Come on, he gets away with 
anything he wants to do. You you can't smoke cigarettes indoors. Guy, the uh, guy hosted Saturday Night Live two weeks ago. Lights up a cigarette on stage. And we're this and we're that. He could get away with it. Mind you, this is like basic cable television, basically. Yeah. Come on. Everybody has NBC. Crazy. That man, favorite comedian of all time? Best comedian of all time? Where do you, where do you land him? I think he's definitely a generational comedian. Uh, top five. Easy. Top three. Of all time? All time. All time for sure. The man is a legend. The man's a living legend, and and who and his legend will only continue to rise. Yeah. So and I think Comedy Central should give him. The, Has he been on Joe Rogan? Yeah, he was just there last week. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, man. I'll check that out, you, bro. It's great. Highly recommend it. So Comedy Central, give the man his money. But you know what? You need to take advantage of somebody else. Take advantage of us. We will take anything. Let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Knowledge. Nonsense. And reason. Hopefully soon on Comedy Central. Let us know, guys. As, uh, brought to you by, by uh, Love and Abuelas Everywhere. We are signing off. And Slam Radio. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Slam Radio. We're signing off with our best NPR um, impression. Jay is. So, um, yeah, man. Thank you so much for listening to our show. Knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. This is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Signing out. Have a good night. Woo! What the heck?